You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And that was really intense because it was like, it was all about bubbles. It was like the cast and crew were a bubble. They could only see them. The audience was their own bubble. They could only see each other. And each um, space where the bubbles were going to had to be filtered out completely of every person before another like bubble or the cast and crew could come in after an audience. So that that was intense because it was like you couldn't see people outside. You couldn't stand in the foyer. You had to be backstage for at least 30 minutes while the audience filtered out. It was pretty incredible work that the theatre did there. Um, and I know that they were doing that with larger theatres as well. Uh calling people in at certain times. Like if you had certain seat numbers, you had to come in 45 minutes early before the show so you could be seated in the middle of the theatre and then they'd kind of tear everyone in like that. But we have been doing quite well that now our audience is at full capacity and they're completely out of masks. Hey, what's going on? Welcome to Built for the Stage podcast. This is Joe Roscoe, founder of Built for the Stage, Broadway's number one fitness platform. If you like the podcast, please rate, subscribe, leave a comment. It would be greatly appreciated. Special thanks to our producing team, the Broadway Podcast Network. You can check them out at bpn.fm. If you haven't tried a free trial of Built for the Stage, you can go to the website or click the link in the description of this episode, builtforthestage.com. All right. As always, super excited for our guest today. Please welcome to the podcast, Ryan Gonzalez from Australia. Hey, Ryan. G'day. How are you? Good day, mate, to you. <laughs> I'm, doing, I'm doing really well. I'm super jazzed to be talking to you right now. Everyone listening, um, Ryan recently opened Fun Home at uh, the Sydney Theatre Company and is also set to open Moulin Rouge. Uh, in just about uh, like a month or so. So we're going to get into all things um, Fun Home and Moulin Rouge. But first, let's just get to know you a little bit more, Ryan. Um, when did you get into theater? What 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 were you the the wee age of four years old? <laughs> were you did you just start a couple of months ago? Tell us your story. Uh, yeah, I didn't start a couple of months ago. I have been. <laughs> <laughs> Dancing since I was about three, actually. Okay, wow. Um, but I was kind of training to be a commercial dancer here in Australia. It's pretty 
hot over here to be a commercial dancer. Um, and it's kind of what I was going for and got to a training institution and we saw a musical together and I was like, hold on. You can do all those things at once, which I had no idea about. I just couldn't. I, I had no clue that live theater was a thing because I was so into films and movies and seeing dance on films and seeing Disney films and stuff like that. I had not even thought at that time that you could do music theater. So I ended up completely immersing myself in music theater from like 16 maybe, deciding that I could kind of go that way and auditioned for a few things and then got into a show when I was 18 and the rest has been like 10 years. I'm 28. So <laughs> it's been yeah that kind of journey. Yeah. What does Ryan like to do outside of singing, dancing, and acting? Oh, that's a good question. The pandemic has definitely put a lot of pressure on what I do that's <laughs> not that. <laughs> right? Oh, yeah, we uh, all can relate. I kind of got into my cooking a little bit more, which I didn't really do for myself much. And I had started a little bit of pottery before I went into lockdown. So I got a little at-home kit and got my hands a bit dirty and did some pottery and stuff like that. And I'm right. a pretty big reader as well. So I like to keep my brain active, reading lots any, of things. Any um, books you would refer the listeners to that you oh. really enjoyed lately? Absolutely. I just finished Breath by James Nestor, okay. which is phenomenal. He talks about like the way that it's called Breath, the, the new science of a lost art. And he basically goes back and talks about how the setup of breathing is completely lost in our new day and age. And it's kind of from like the soft food industry. Everything that we eat now is so easy for us to eat. He talks about like the chewing and the stem cell regrowth that happens in the back of your skull is no longer needed because we eat so much soft food. It's pretty phenomenal for singers and um, for anyone that wants to exercise and breathe properly. <laughs> but yeah, it, it, yeah I'm, phenomenal read. I'm, okay, I'm super into this. Mm. Uh, breath, James Nesta, you said? Mm. Nesta, okay, I'm going to put this N E S T O R. Okay. I'm going to put this in the uh, the description of this episode. So if anyone's listening and, and loves that, then uh, I'll put that info there for you. Cool. Mm. Um, any of, is any of your pottery uh, projects sitting around your, your place right now on display? They're not here. They're in Melbourne. I'm in Sydney at the moment because I'm on tour for Fun uh, Home. And they're all in Melbourne. I wish I could show you. They're not great, but they're fun. <laughs> <laughs> but you made them with your own two hands. Yes. <laughs> Let's jump into uh, Fun Home, what it means uh, for you personally, what you think the show means to uh, the people that are seeing it, and just anyone that might be listening right now. I know that the show's impact was very vast here in the States, and I'm sure that it's having the same effect. Uh, over there in Australia. Just tell us about that experience of, of what the show means to you and, and what you think it means to the people that are getting to see it. Mm. It's I think it's a fantastic show because I think, well, going into it, I was like, this is a queer story. I'm a queer person. 
I appreciate that so much. It also won the best book and best score, Tony, with two women at the helm, which is kind of iconic and legendary and broke a lot of boundaries. So I was really excited to be a part of it. We also have an incredible cast here. But what I didn't learn until we've kind of opened and really um, gotten some audience responses is that it does touch everybody specifically, even though it's such a um, specific story to one person's life, to Alison Bechtel's life. The knock-on effect of that, because it is so specific, it actually branches and broads um, and connects to so many people with dysfunctional families or with secretive families or with not coming to a conclusion about how they feel about themselves completely and how that affects their children, how that affects your parents. And I hadn't thought about it on that level until we've opened and everyone that I speak to is like, this is such a game changer for me. I didn't know I needed to see it. And I cannot recommend it enough to people that haven't seen it. So mm. the response has been out of this world because it is touching people so intimately um, and not just the queer communities. Anyone can kind of like bite their teeth into it and get a lot out of it. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty special. Yeah. Yeah. When you, when you look out or I, I don't, I'm assuming there, there's no stage door interactions. At, maybe we can get into that. Let's get into that before I, I ask this other question. Mm. Uh, opening the show and and now, uh, you know, rehearsing and your backstage life and all of this stuff. How has that differed now being back after the pandemic? What kind of regulations have you been, you know, abiding by? Mm. We have, um, if we go back a couple of months, I was working on a small show at the Hayes Theatre. I was doing Young Frankenstein, helping with choreography on that. And that was really intense because it was like, it was all about bubbles. It was like the cast and crew were a bubble. They could only see them. The audience was their own bubble. They could only see each other. And each um, space where the bubbles were going to had to be filtered out completely of every person before another like bubble or the cast and crew could come in after an audience. So that, that was intense because it was like, you couldn't see people outside. You couldn't stand in the foyer. You had to be backstage for at least 30 minutes while the audience filtered out. It was pretty incredible work that the theatre did there. Um, and I know that they were doing that with larger theatres as well, uh, calling people in at certain times. Like if you had certain seat numbers, you had to come in 45 minutes early before the show so you could be seated in the middle of the theatre and then they'd kind of tear everyone in like that. But we have been doing quite well that now our audience is at full capacity and they're completely out of masks. And we can kind of meet people out oh, the front of the okay. theatre as long as it's outside. We can't have anyone inside, but wow. outside is kind of a free-for-all at the moment. Yeah, maintaining as much social distance as possible. Yeah. I love that. So I kind of bunny-trailed there, but what I was leading to saying about the people you would see at the stage door. And in this case, you're saying at the front of the theater outside because, um, because fun home isn't a title like Hamilton or wicked or, you know, something that's largely, I guess I'll say commercialized. Mm. Um, what are you still seeing 
are you are you seeing audience members like you said that might be anticipating a Hamilton or Wicked esque experience, but yet they are are given this this uh, rich piece. I'll just say mm. in, instead, you know, you know, I'm I'm getting at where yeah, it's it's a it's a gift in a way, like because when I'm going to see clients in some of their shows, it's funny to hear the tourists talking about what they're about to go in and see. And a lot of the times they have no idea. They have no idea. And um, yeah, yeah, I just, I, I, I'm curious. There is a, um, it's funny because over here we have Tony nominated or Tony award winning on our kind of banners to kind of mm-hmm. promote our show um, because it won Tony's on Broadway, et cetera. So, yeah, we hear a lot of people being like, this is a Tony-nominated show. And we can hear them being like, there's kids in it, which is kind of jolting because you think it's going to be fun and happy and pretty camp and everyone's going to be in glitz. Right. And it's not that at all, for the people right. listening that don't know. <laughs> it's, it's none of that. It's very, very deep, very nuanced, detailed scene work and song work. Um, so... Yeah, we do hear we do get a lot of people being like, "Can't wait to see the show, bright-eyed, bushy-tailed," and they come out pretty destroyed um, in a beautiful <laughs> way. They're pretty right, touched, right. but they're pretty like, "Whoa, hadn't thought about any of that until now." Yeah. So I think the response is interesting because we're finding the people that didn't know about it kind of want to come again because they want to now that they know what it's about, they want to absorb as much as they can from it which is pretty special too. Yeah. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. What, from this experience being back, what do you breathe in deeply each uh, matinee or each night that maybe before the pandemic you did not? Are there Are there any little things that now you're like... I will fully grasp <laughs> the beauty of this um, now that I've gone through that awful time of the mm. pandemic. Yeah, I think I am. Um, I am just grasping the fact that I am a stage animal. I don't entirely live properly without being on there. So, which is not something I knew before the pandemic until it was completely taken away, and I was like, I'm missing something. I can't put my finger on it. The minute I got back on stage, I was like. Ah, exhale. This is kind of it. It's a way of expressing myself that I couldn't find 
without theatre or without the stage. Um, so I am most grateful for the fact that I'm given an opportunity to be on a stage and to be with a phenomenal cast as well, creating some good work with them. Yeah, I actually haven't had this discussion with with uh, a guest yet during the pandemic where as you returned or or let's before you even returned while you were away for some people out there being forced to be away actually allowed them to see that they could survive or be okay with being away mm. which is which is okay which is okay that's you know that was their realization um but for you, that was the first time that I've heard someone say like, hey, this experience like allowed me to really sit into the fact of like, I didn't have a replacement to fulfill this void. Like this could only be fulfilled by me getting back onto the stage. Mm. Um, and I think that's something really powerful for all of us to kind of uh, examine within ourselves if we haven't yet, especially over in the States. Because... Um, you know, when you're, at least when I was studying or thinking about studying to uh, be a performer, they'll always tell you, if you can think of anything else that you would want to do, you should do that because <laughs> this career in road is a tough one. And, you know, it's it's not meant for uh, kind of being into it. Like you better be 110% into this. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's interesting. I, I'll just say that you brought that up and and for the first time I've had that discussion with someone where the pandemic allowed you to know that this is the, you know, this is it. Yeah. I had a lot of conversations with people about this topic in the middle of it too. Like right in the crux, when I was in Melbourne, we were in stage four, we were locked inside and we had like a curfew. Like we couldn't leave our house after 8 p.m. and all this crazy stuff. And it was the time where I was like, do I actually want to do this anymore? And talking to a lot of people, they were like, I'm not doing this anymore. And I was like, whoa, you have decided, you have made that decision, which yeah. you probably wouldn't have ever made if you just kept going from ensemble to ensemble, collecting the check and doing your thing, which is great too. But it's like, it's good to know that you actually don't want to live in that space anymore. And without that time yeah. away, you maybe would have never found, like ignited a fire under another passion that you're actually really good at. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's segue into Moulin Rouge coming up, not to, um, you know, put the, the cart before the horse. I know you're still in the midst of a run of a fun home right now, which like I said before the recording, congratulations on, you know, lining this stuff up. That's amazing. So, so good for you. Um, huge fan of uh, the movie. And I also saw the Broadway production. I have a handful of clients um, in the Moulin Rouge Broadway production. And it was uh, spectacular and also an interesting experience for me because I was, I saw the show in the midst of the coronavirus unknowingly spread through the cast. Um, one of the stage managers is a friend of mine and he kept sharing with me, um, yeah, we're just been really sick lately and everyone, you know, we've had, everyone's been out, we can't figure it out. And then, you know, a couple weeks later we realized, oh, 
uh, now that we know it's the coronavirus and and the cast is getting tested, they're figuring out that, oh, that's what was going on within the cast. Um, so it was pretty insane. Um, but I know, right? Drama. I didn't know that. I had no idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For uh, I guess it would be mid-February to into March. My my friend, uh, his name's Davin, he was, yeah, just telling me, yeah, coverage is crazy. Every night, every night, people are out. So it was just like making its way, I guess, uh, yeah. throughout. But all that to say, tell us about your experience with um, auditioning for the show, your 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 background with it, if you were a fan prior. Like, how, how excited are you? Because I'm excited for you personally. I am peaking. <laughs> I have seen as much as I can on YouTube, which is like a couple of sneaky videos of people being naughty, filming yep. a couple of numbers, and I'm just like, whoa, that's epic. Um, yeah. And I cannot wait. I'm a big fan of the film. I'm a big fan of all of Baz Luhrmann's films because of um, being an Australian. And I'm also in mm-hmm. The Great Gatsby, so I'm like... We love Baz. Ah, um, yes. And I worked with Baz on Strictly Borum as well. So I've worked with Baz a little bit. So it is nice to kind of come back to his um, very, like, intense musical versions of his movies because they're just so huge and they require so much of you, which is kind of what I love about performing, to be honest, leaving it all on the stage. Um, yeah. And especially with Santiago role, I can feel a lot of dancing coming on, and I'm pretty keen for that. Um, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna be living if the <laughs> choreography's similar in in any regards from Broadway to this. You're gonna be mm. living up there. Yeah, I cannot wait. And Sonia Taya is a massive idol for me. I've loved mm-hmm. her since I was like thirteen, fourteen. I was obsessed with So You Think You Can Dance. So the fact that She's tied to it and she's coming over and she's teaching it to us. I'm just jumping out of my skin. The nine-year-old yeah. in me is like, what? No way. <laughs> so I'm pretty excited. <laughs> cool. Um, do you have any idea as in regards to that, are they going to be trying to mount the show pretty similar to what's on Broadway? I know that, you know, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, I think from what I know and what I've heard, like we're getting our own set of costumes, we get our own replica of the set because I think our theatre is pretty much exactly the same as the one on Broadway, which is pretty nice because sometimes in Australia we get like a reduced touring version of a show, which is Mm -hmm. a little bit smaller and doesn't have the kind of bells and whistles that everything on Broadway has. So it's nice to hear they're they're not going with a smaller production. Um, it's pretty awesome. So I think they're going to yeah, bring this, what they have. Yeah, the set is fabulous. I would pay full price Broadway ticket just to go in and like have drinks, like I was in a bar or something. <laughs> like the show's amazing and all, but just the the ambiance around that the set creates is just uh, mm. is stellar. Um, what song? What song or or number are you looking forward to? I I mean I could assume what you'll say, but which which is the number that you're most looking forward to as far as when you're putting on the show coming up? 
Uh, well, the one that I'm most looking forward to is actually the one that we had to audition with. It was the bad romance, the backstage romance medley, which is heaven. Um, and I've seen little bits of that and I'm just like, I want to do it now. Um, yeah. That's the one that I'm most excited for, totally. And probably Dancing Roxanne. Yeah, because that's iconic. Yeah. That from the film is like um, a dance moment for me that blows my brain. Well, I'm super excited for you, Ryan, and everyone that's uh, listening right now. We're going to have Ryan's website in here and his Instagram handle and the book he mentioned, uh, Breath. Um, I'm going to put up the Moulin Rouge uh, YouTube vlog that I had where I saw the show and there was actually a, a show hold um, because one of the cast members got sick and had to leave. So there's a hold in the middle of our show. Um, th- so everyone, if you want to watch that, you can see that happen. There's no illegal bootlegging going on, but <laughs> there, is, <laughs> there is a lot of behind the scenes there um, and you could see Davin and all that. So uh, Ryan... I'm just really excited just to meet you and keep making these connections with you all uh, across the pond. I think this is just another, um, you know, hidden blessing, I guess you'll say, that the the pandemic has brought at least into my life where, you know, before this, I wouldn't have thought, hey, maybe I'll reach out to some of our theater community friends in Australia or the UK and so on and so forth. So I really appreciate Appreciate the time. And um, yeah, everyone out there, make sure you give uh, Ryan a follow on the gram. Um, and you can use that description of this episode um, to find it. It's R Gonzi, G O N Z Y. All right, Ryan, thanks again for your time today. And uh, we'll see you when we see you. Thanks for having me. Bye, everyone. Later. Hey, it's Leslie Udom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.